I'm Sarah Rose, and this is the Mind Body Academy podcast. I'm here to teach you how to think yourself slim. It's not brain surgery, and I promise you can do it too. Listen in to find out how. What's good, everyone? I hope you are all doing amazing and the holidays have been so good to you. And well, if they haven't, be good to yourself. (laughs) New Year's is coming and there's always a buildup to the new year, right? We can feel that, especially after the crazy year we've all had. I think we're ready to put 2020 behind us, (laughs) no matter what kind of a year you've had. I know I am. But imagine we get to that countdown and it's like five, four, three, two, one round two (laughs) i saw a video like that on tiktok god let's hope not (laughs) anyway as we orient towards the new years we start to think of resolutions right and it's so easy to get hyped and set all these resolutions that you just don't end up keeping been there and done that since 2002 right (laughs) we're there year after year setting the same goals It's really tempting to use the New Year's as an excuse to change everything about everything. (laughs) Make more money, lose the weight, get fit, start a hobby, make a career move, find the guy. I call this spaghetti goal setting because you're throwing a bunch of goals at the wall to see if anything sticks. Needless to say, it doesn't work very well, if at all. So if that doesn't work, what does? That's what I'm going to walk you through today, specifically as it relates back to your resolution to lose weight. But honestly, the same process can be applied to whatever you might want to be working on that you feel isn't working for you the way that you want it to be working for you, or that isn't quite what you want it to be. What you need to understand is that your brain is going to throw up a lot of roadblocks to keep you from making changes. Ever notice that it does that, right? (laughs) What gives? Why is change so hard when you're trying to do something like lose weight? The reason you can't bibbidi-bobbidi-boop your weight loss and magically transform into some better version of yourself is that change is hard. And truthfully, we don't want to do hard things. (laughs) We're always looking for some faster, easier way to change that bypasses the discomfort. And if we can't find it, our brains rationalize, well, if I have to become more uncomfortable to change, why not just stay the same? Our brains do this, right? We start taking a bunch of action and the change doesn't happen fast enough, so we become complacent and revert back to what we were doing before. So how do we get to this place of being willing to be uncomfortable enough to get through the pain of change? When pain is purposeful, it can actually be part of the pleasure you're getting from your life. When the discomfort of growth means something to you, you'll be much more willing to seek it out and move towards it. In our hurry to create a change, so many of us are accelerating over the part where we give meaning to the challenge we want to take on. If this part isn't crystal clear to you, I can promise you will charge headfirst into the question, what's the point? You've had a run-in with this question before, yes? (laughs) What's the point? What's the point? What's the point? If you aren't prepared to answer that question when it comes up, 
it will spin you round and send you back from whence you came. (laughs) Promise you that. When everything inside you is telling you that you can't do it, you have to be able to tell yourself why you can. You have to tell yourself why you can bear the discomfort of it all. Why is it worth it? He who has any why to live for can bear almost any how. Wise words from my man Friedrich Nietzsche. It's so easy to tell yourself that change is too hard or that it isn't happening fast enough. When you step into the gym or you step onto the scale, you're going to be looking for that payoff. But sometimes the only result you will think you have is pain. (laughs) In those moments, your brain is going to want you to tap out. You're going to want to quit if you haven't given yourself a reason to keep going. Like, what is the point of doing this thing that requires all this effort that doesn't just make me sweat, it makes me rain, and then I don't even look any better? (laughs) Trust me, I did a double take in the mirror, and now I have to gimp around for the rest of the week because my muscles are so sore. (laughs) It's going to seem like all pain for no gain if you don't plan on the pain being a part of the process of change. Sometimes we mistake pain for the process not working when it actually means the exact opposite. It actually means that it is. Change is supposed to be hard, which is not to say you can't look to make the process of change easier, but you have to understand that your best life requires your best effort. It is going to require some level of effort. You have to decide why putting in the effort is worth it for you, why that's true for you, So when it comes to your weight loss resolution, you have to pre-decide your reasons for doing it. Why now? What's it going to change for you, really? What's the core of your motivation? What's the reason you want to lose weight and the reasons why you're not going to let anything get in your way? Write it down and use it as the best reminder you never knew you needed. Every time I have a bad day and I can't be bothered to do a workout, put in the work, or I feel like I'm getting nowhere, I reread my why. It centers me. It motivates me. It grounds me in the reasons why I'm doing this for me. The other thing that I like to do is pin down three emotions that I believe will be most resourceful to me in getting to my goal. How do I want to feel on a day-to-day basis that will get me primed to take the action I need to take towards my goal. For me right now, it's obsessed, calm, and joyful. Think about which three emotions, if you were feeling them on a consistent daily basis, would facilitate the achievement of your goal. The reason I recommend you do this is because the way that you feel fuels the action you're taking, or not taking, of course. It's hard to keep taking massive action towards your goal when how you feel doesn't feel in alignment with the action you need to be taking, right? If you're fighting the way you feel to bring yourself to take action, eventually you're going to wear yourself down. It's hard to bring yourself to work out when you're demotivated all the time or when you're in the energy of uncertainty that what you're going to be doing will ever even get you to your goal. Now, if you know which emotions to call on, It's like having a rope to a buoy. You can pull yourself back. When you're moving away from your flotation device, a 
away from that emotion that you need, you'll be able to be more aware of not doing enough to generate those resourceful states that lift you up above the mind drama. When it comes to your goals, it doesn't have to be sink or swim. If you've never swam before, which if you've never achieved your goal before, you've never done before, you need to pinpoint which emotions will be your support as you practice doing something that you've never done before. The better you get at generating those emotions for yourself intentionally and deliberately, the better you'll get at taking action and at keeping taking action until you get yourself to where you want to be. If you have been following my work for a while, you know that I talk about thinking of your goals as dominoes. So instead of trying to work on all your different goals at once, you want to pin down the big domino. So the goal that if you knocked it down would create momentum towards knocking down another one of your goals. When clients come to me and they come to work with me and think yourself slim, that big domino is going to be their weight loss. But what I get them to think about is what acquiring all these skills like generating motivation and processing urges, which are part of learning how to lose weight, would mean for them in other areas of their lives, like their finances or their career. When you concentrate your effort, it can ripple out into all the other areas of your life. It's so important to practice holding the vision of that in your mind. The more you practice seeing what accomplishing your goal would change for you, the more real the possibility starts to appear to you. And it becomes so much easier to focus your mind, to focus your concentration on this area of your life. When you do this, you're giving yourself a taste of what it will be like to have accomplished your goal. This is a very different energy from the energy of wanting to accomplish your goal. You're in the energy of the having of it. It's much more compelling to take action from that place. You're able to think of your goal and go to the place in your mind where it's already done. Don't underestimate the power of constraint here. Constraint is one of the core strategies you need to roll out if you want to keep and achieve your resolutions. If you try to work on every single area of your life at once, you'll have too many options and your brain will get overwhelmed by what's called choice overload does not compute anymore. (laughs) You won't be able to discern what the best use of your time is because your focus is going to be splintered among all these different goals and options and things that you could be doing and that you're gung-ho about accomplishing. It will actually prevent you from getting anywhere with most of your goals because you'll end up spending a lot of time in confusion and overwhelm and procrastination. Maybe you've had this happen before, but the feeling of what this is like is when you walk into a store And you walked in with the intention to go in there and buy something, but there ends up being too many choices or just too much going on in there. So you walk right back out, even if you really needed that thing that you walked in there for. When that happens, you default back to what you were doing before, often without even realizing it. And the excuse for not keeping a resolution becomes, well, I really wanted to do it, but I got busy or I just had other things on my mind, or too much going on in my life. All your resolutions just become another to-do on top of all the other things that you already have to do, so you just end up dropping them. Yes, you have different demands on your time, but notice that busy is above all a state of mind. 
when you aren't able to think clearly because there's no structure and organization among the competing demands on your time and attention, you become mentally busy. And then you experience that mental busyness as just a fact of your life. And you become more prone to impulse decisions that keep you busy because you're wearing yourself out. You end up doing things like ordering in or zoning out with a show instead of getting that workout in, right? That's the mental fatigue of choice overload catching up with you. You want to eliminate some of those daily decisions you have to make by focusing on one resolution at a time. You actually need to focus your mind for it to function efficiently. You need to give it direction and then the flow of your life and your days will also have more direction. You have to understand that we tend to look at our lives and think that that is what is determining how busy we are or how we feel. But really, it's how we're managing our minds around our lives and our schedules that makes our lives and schedules appear busy to us and then determines what and how much we are able to accomplish. If you want to get things done and keep your resolution, you need to take a step back and think about how you're thinking about your time. How would you need to be thinking about your time to actually get it done? When you're able to answer this question, you'll have much more clarity around how your resolution fits into your calendar, around how to organize your time, which is something I really get into with my clients because in my experience, so many of my clients who come to me telling me that they're struggling with their weight are actually struggling with being overworked, overtired, and overstressed, and so not sleeping and being stressed all the time. And then the eating habits of managing that kind of a life just feels like this merry-go-round that there's no getting off of. That's what creates the then struggle with their weight and with their health, right? That's why they have so much difficulty making any headway towards their weight loss goal. If you're not understanding that the struggle has more to do with the other factors outside of your body, (laughs) that that's what's then impacting what's going on in your body and with your body. Life just always seems to interfere, right? But maybe you can relate to that, or maybe you describe it differently for you. But the main thing I want to get across is that what runs interference isn't life. It isn't how much you have to do. It's how you're managing your mind and by extension, how you're managing yourself around what you have to do. If you set too many New Year's resolutions, you set yourself up for choice overload when it comes to how you choose to focus your time. And then it's so easy to give up on your resolutions, even if those goals are really important to you and they really matter. It's okay to have lots of goals, but you want to pin down that big domino so that that one goal becomes the object of your focus for the next 90 days or even the entire coming year. Don't make the mistake of thinking that focusing on one area of your life means that you'll be neglecting all the other areas of your life. Remember, there's always a ripple effect across the different areas of your life as you make progress towards your goal in one area of your life. I've seen this happen over and over again with my clients in Think Yourself Slim. 
They're focusing on their weight loss. And then all of a sudden they're reporting that they're getting along better with the people in their lives or that they've been applying some of the techniques they've learned to making more money. The different areas of your life aren't so segregated from each other. They are embedded and enmeshed in one another. How you do one thing is how you end up doing most things. So what is your one thing going to be? It's when you try to do everything that you don't end up doing anything. It's like when you lose a couple of hours watching a show because you just have so much to do, right? Except we're talking about months and years of your life because there's so much you think you have to work on at once. So are you prepared to make that one thing your weight loss? Can you feel good about taking that on right now? Is your health and wellness the area of your life where you're prepared to double down? There is a difference between wanting to do something and making an all-in decision to get something done. Let yourself feel that difference and check in. What constraint also allows you to do is turn your desire for the achievement of a goal into a map that will actually get yourself there. When you have a bunch of different resolutions, your strategies for actually keeping them will likely be all over the map if you've even given any thought to what your pathway to achieving all your different goals will be. This happens, right? Having these goals gives us temporary relief from not being where we want to be, and it makes us feel like we're doing something productive and proactive about it just by setting the goal. And what happens is that in our minds, it's like it's very all or nothing because it feels so good. And the contrast to where we are is so stark. All of a sudden, when we click back into the reality of where we are, it's like immediately it just feels like way too much work to get ourselves to where we want to be or it just feels like defeat. And so it's that mental overwhelm, that mental working yourself before you even even started the work (laughs) that prevents you from going from having the goal to doing the goal. Setting the resolution can feel proactive, but when you set a bunch of resolutions, knowing that you rarely keep them, it's more of a passive exercise in wishfulness of wouldn't it be nice if, instead of an all-in decision to get the thing done. It's much more proactive to set one resolution that you can actually break down into action steps and really plan ahead for than to try and do this scan of your entire life and break down the different areas of your life and set a million different goals at the start of the new year. Goals don't just happen. Goals are achieved. I cannot stress the importance of having a plan and a process for achieving your goals. Even the little goals, like let's say taking some vitamins or supplements in the morning, that actually needs to be planned out so you don't just end up forgetting to do it all the time. You've got to figure out when you're going to take them. You've got to structure your environment, so maybe your kitchen, so that you have some visual cues that give you that reminder to take them. You might have to do some thought work on why you're skipping over that part of your daily routine. When you know which resolutions you're focused on, you can streamline a lot of your decision-making and you can structure your days in your environment to support it. Understand that when you make a decision 
to set a resolution or a goal, there's the decision to do that thing. And then there are all the daily decisions that are part of doing that thing. You can make keeping your resolution easier by anticipating what those daily decisions are going to be and by making many of those decisions ahead of time. I do this with my clients with a lot of things, but especially when it comes to what they're going to be eating. It reduces that choice overload and enhances follow-through. You need to know what you need to follow through on in order to be following through on it. Makes sense. Seems like duh. (laughs) But it isn't that obvious because so many of the decisions you're used to making that have landed you where you are today are so habitual that they don't even feel like decisions. They just seem like what you do or the kind of person you are. So what constraint allows you to do is deconstruct your goal back into a set of decisions. It allows you to be planned. The other thing about constraint is that it allows you to start learning and growing from joy instead of suffering. This is a big one. (laughs) When we set all of these resolutions because we have this whole laundry list of all these things we believe are wrong with us or need to be improved, we undermine ourselves by undervaluing what we are capable of now. It's never just one thing we want to fix or change. It's like all of it. (laughs) So self-improvement can become this moving target because there's nowhere to get to where we can finally feel okay with ourselves or feel better about ourselves. It's like always on to that next thing. Some people misunderstand this idea of leveling up or going to that better version of yourself to mean pursuing all of that so that you can become more worthy or acceptable. And I just want to clear that up before we wrap up here today. The reason to set big goals isn't so that you reject yourself as you are now or to get away from where you are now as quickly as possible. It's so that you accept what you are capable of now, not on the other side of some achievement. Now, now, as you are now, you are capable of change. You are capable of putting in the effort. Change can happen in an instant. You can change the way you feel about where you are now. And the more you practice that over and over, the more that increases your capacity to end up somewhere different. Not because there's somewhere more important to get to than where you are now, but because when you stop treating this moment as an obstacle to be overcome, this moment becomes the way to start accessing and creating more of the life you really want to be living. By living it now. Eckhart Tolle says, ultimately, you are not taking responsibility for life until you are taking responsibility for this moment. Thinking about one resolution can help do this for you. It's not about fixing everything about yourself so you can finally be acceptable to yourself. It's about meeting yourself where you are and then doing something hard that you didn't think you could do. It's about understanding what's between you and a fuller experience of your body right now as it is. What you appreciate appreciates. And so it's finding what's between you and your capacity to appreciate the present moment. 
the more you make this moment an enjoyable place to be, the more you start to enjoy the next moment and the next moment, the more it becomes about challenging and cherishing yourself at the same time. Deciding who you want to be in the having of your goal and what you want to do makes your life better than anything you can ever watch on TV. When you can feel yourself not just at the effect of your life, but as a part of the action, that's when things get exciting. That's when you want to lean into your life. That's when you want to show up and you can feel yourself truly living your life, right? Not just life living you. And deep down, that's what so many of us are craving when we want to lose weight or make more money or have better relationships. We're actually craving a more intimate and direct experience of our own lives. So choose your next adventure by choosing one resolution to focus on. What do you want this next chapter in your life to be about? I like to think of it as an adventure because that's what makes it fun. Having fun is the difference between being pulled towards your resolution and having to push and grind yourself to get yourself there, right? In the having fun scenario, if you f- you'll feel yourself compelled to go after it. And in the reverse scenario, when you feel kind of miserable about where you are now and you believe you have to make yourself feel more miserable in order to end up somewhere where you're not miserable, (laughs) you end up missing the point of setting and keeping resolutions entirely. You can't suffer your way to having more fun in your life. Accomplishing goals doesn't make you a different person. It makes you more of who you already are to begin with. You already have it in you to be who you think your goal will make you. If you think your goal will allow you to enjoy your life more, you have to start enjoying your life on the way there, or you'll climb that mountain only to discover an entire mountain range behind it. (laughs) No matter how much you accomplish or how many resolutions you set, you'll never stop to take in the views or to value the effort you've been putting in to get yourself to where you are now. Instead of focusing on what you think you'll feel when you get to where you want to be, get focused on what you want to feel on the way there. Come back to your three emotions. Come back to the idea of having fun with it. You don't have to buy into the social ideal that it has to be a grind and that you aren't working hard enough if you haven't puked or passed out. (laughs) It doesn't have to be a trade-off between working hard or enjoying yourself. You can have it both ways. You can be working hard and feel good at the same time. So if this year is the year that you want to make weight loss your adventure, do it for the purpose of being who you want to be and make sure you're making it fun. When we forget to make it fun, we often give up before we've ever really given ourselves a chance to get started and we resign ourselves to another year of same, same but different. Not having fun with it is a big part of why you don't have what you want yet. So when going after your resolution feels miserable or you get bored with it, just ask yourself, how can I make this fun? 
Commit to making this one thing happen and commit to making it fun and you'll see how one thing can change everything in the best possible way. All right, so that's what I've got for you, my goal getters. If you want access to some of the top tools you need to jumpstart your weight loss in the new years, the Genius Body Transformation Challenge is going to be kicking off on January 1st. So be sure to get in on the action and adventure. It's going to be a world of fun. (laughs) Hope to meet with you in there. Bye for now and cheers to you in the new years. Thanks for being such an awesome listener of the podcast. Hey, if you're ready to see your body change from the inside out, join the next Genius Body Transformation Challenge. 30 days that will take the struggle and confusion out of weight loss. It's been known to help people just like you start losing weight in a way that you can actually keep it off. Just click on the link in the show notes and let's start a transformation today.